Hi, welcome to episode six of Hoping Forward, God's Stories in Every Day. I'm your host, Lori Whitney, and my hope for this podcast is that through hearing about God's work in my life and those of others I interview, you might notice or recognize things God has done or is doing in your own life. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and share it with people you know. I'd also love to engage with you and hear your stories. To do that, you can leave a voice message here on the podcast or reach out via our Facebook page, Hoping Forward Podcast. I hope to hear from you soon. episode, I shared about God working things out to get me to go to serve him in China as a teacher in an international school. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some things God did while I was there in order to convince me to adopt my daughter, Sarah. A few months after going to China, My roommate and I joined some other teachers and foreigners that lived in the city at the municipal orphanage to bathe, feed, and play with the babies there. There was already a group that had been given permission to enter um, and in particular serve in the room that had disabled children and babies and we were able to join them. At the end of that first year there, a new policy came down that was instituted by um, the central government, I believe, that all children over age two, I think, had to eat solid food and could no longer have bottles. Now, the room that we visited had severely disabled children and babies um, and some of them were five or six years old and had never learned to chew or to eat solid food. They didn't know how. They had always been given bottles. Um, So when this policy went into effect several of them died from starvation or malnutrition and we really had no way of helping um we we were going once a week and we would do our best to feed them while we were there we would take baby food and feed but we we saw quite a few die, um, either during the week when we weren't there or even a few while we were actually in the room. Having seen this and wanting to do more to help, my roommate and I decided we would start taking some of the babies out for holidays or long weekends to try and strengthen them try and just give them a better chance of survival. We gave the orphanage a list of children we wanted to take. 
really mostly little babies. We wanted to start little and get used to it. Um, Another friend also did the same thing at that time. And the orphanage decided to give both of us children that were about 11 months old. We took these kids out for Thanksgiving break that year, about three to four days. And we found out later that their reason for choosing these particular children were very different. For the little boy that my friend took, the hope was that a foreigner would see how cute and smart he was and decide to adopt him and help him to get surgery to correct leg deformities. And this actually did happen. Um, A couple of years later, he was adopted by a foreigner who had met him while my friend had him. For the little girl that my roommate and I were given, there was not much hope. The orphanage just decided it wouldn't hurt for her to go out um, and it might give her a little stimulation but there in their eyes she really didn't have much hope and when we took her I'd have to say that that's probably how how I thought of her as well that there wasn't much hope of her having a successful life. Um, But I wasn't counting on God, I guess. Um, When when we first took her, her her name was Zhongxue, and she would just lay there. She couldn't lift her head. She couldn't roll over. She didn't really interact with people much at all. She was way more apt to smile and laugh at the ceiling or the walls than she was at a person. And to me, it seemed like it, it, we didn't make much difference. Because she did need so much stimulation and um, and didn't interact, I decided, well, I'll take her out for two weeks at Christmas as well and try to see what we could bring about. Um, and the orphanage did allow it. After the two weeks of Christmas that she was with me, there was beginning to be some change. She was a little more interactive. When I took her back to the orphanage, she cried the whole time we were there working with the other children. Whereas the first time, she didn't even seem to notice there was a difference in where she was. There were no tears when we took her back. And then that spring or winter, um, 
I think we took her out once or twice other than that for long weekends. And um, in April, I was at the International Fellowship where we did church every Sunday. Um, I didn't have her that weekend. And we were standing doing praise and worship. And it was the first and really only time that I can say I heard God's voice. I know it sounds crazy. It sounded crazy to me. But during that singing, this huge voice said, Adopt Zhongshue. And it was big and it was loud and it was powerful. It sat me down and I remember looking around to see who else had heard it or who said it. Um, Of course, no one did. And I, I left thinking, oh, I'm losing my mind. Um, I, that couldn't have been real there God couldn't want that um he'd never spoken to me before and so this just kind of threw me for a loop and I didn't tell anybody what I'd heard and that week going home I I went and did my quiet time and had some talks with God that week saying, I can't do this. And I I don't think I really heard you say that. I think it was my imagination or something. Because that's not how you communicate with me. So if you really do want me to adopt her, then you'll have a person tell me that. Because he had done that before. Just confirmed things through friends so my thing was hopefully he won't confirm it hopefully nobody will say it and um, because I did to be terribly honest I didn't feel like I could adopt her it was against Chinese law to choose who you were going to adopt. It was also something that I didn't think I was capable of because she did have such significant special needs. Um, I didn't think I'd be able to. I was working there. I was single. I had so many excuses for why I couldn't. Um, I feared that all of my ministry would go away because I would have to be too busy taking care of her. So I bargained with God. I made my excuses. I said no. And um, that week... 
we had devotions at school like we always did and different teachers would lead them. And that week, the kindergarten teacher was leading devotions and part of hers, um, she was sharing about listening to other people's opinions and things like that. Nothing really impacted me that she said, but she shared scripture from First uh, Kings chapter 13. And in that passage, a man of God, a prophet from Judah, goes to the king of Israel at the time and is told by God to take him a message. And he's told not to eat or drink while he's there, not to hang around, but to go there and go straight home. And um, so he goes, he gives the king the message. The king, of course, is at first upset because it's not a good message. And then the king decides, well, if it's from God, I'll listen. And he offers the prophet a reward. He offers him food, drink, says, oh, come on, I'll feed you and all of that before you go. And the man of God just keeps saying, no, God said not to eat or drink, but to come here, give the message and go home. So that's what I will do. He leaves the king and he's on his way home. And a false prophet comes and meets him on the road and says, Oh, God told me that you're supposed to come to my house and you're supposed to have a meal and drink and and then you can go home. So the man of God from Judah goes with him. He has the meal, he drinks, he heads off to go home and almost immediately when he leaves he's mauled and killed by a lion his donkey's not killed just him Um, and the false prophet is stunned and says oh he really was a man of God but That story just convicted me so deeply um, because I was the man of God and I was asking for that false prophet to come. And it was like this light bulb just came on and, and God said, this is you. Is that what you want? And my response was no. And I will do what you want, God, whatever you want. And so from that point, I was willing to adopt Zhongxue, as I was told. And I'd love to say that, oh, things just breezed right through, fell into place, but that's not the truth. Um, I 
went back to the U.S. for my furlough that summer for a little less than two months and came back. I was had told everybody back in the States that, yeah, I'm going to adopt and it's this little girl and she um, has some disabilities, but God told me to. And so I'm sure it'll work out. When I went back, a friend who had stayed for the summer um, had actually taken her out of the orphanage because of a hepatitis outbreak and she wanted to protect her. She knew I was planning to adopt. So when I got back, um, my plans kind of changed. I was back a day, I think maybe two and all of a sudden was a mom full time and she was living with me and the orphanage had approved me to foster her. And initially, they said they'd help with the adoption, but when I actually went to take her out to foster, they said, well, she's not really adoptable right now, but if she can walk and talk and be fully potty trained, then then she'll be able to be adopted by you. So I took that um, and took her, and she lived with me for about a year and a half when it was time for me to have my summer furlough two years later again. I approached the orphanage director in January for Chinese New Year. Um, my, my goal was to approach her and to take her a gift that the international school was sending, a washer and dryer, um, but kind of attach my face to it when it was presented to her, um, and then to ask her if I could take Zhongshui home for the furlough summer and um, I was so I approached her about this I had a translator a secretary that went with me to help me express what I wanted to and to get a good picture of what the director said. So I went and I asked and the director's response was no. You can't you can't take her out unless she's adopted. And I said, "Well, okay, then can I adopt her? Can I at least get that started?" And the director just stared right at me and said, no, you cannot adopt her now. And by the way, she will never be adopted by you. That was quite a blow. The secretary that was with me 
um, was not a believer. And she, when we got out to the vehicle, she said, Lori, are you, are you upset? Are you sad? And, um, because she assumed what the director said was the end of it. And I told her, I said, I, I'm disappointed and a little bit bummed right now. But the thing is, God told me to adopt Jomtua. So I know it'll happen. I know that the director has no power to stop what God wants to happen. And um, so we went back. And I was pretty convicted right after that, that I'd been trying to do all of this in my strength and my power and like taking the gifts from the school was my way of kind kind of bribing, kind of cajoling, showing how great I was. Um, and so when I started feeling that way, I said, okay, God, I'm done. There's nothing I can do. I've been told no, and yeah, it's not in my power. Only you can do this. And about three weeks later, maybe a little bit longer than that, my secretary got a call from the orphanage, and they said we want to do a dinner and we want to take Lori and Zhongshu out to eat for a, a nice meal and we want to talk. So I said, okay, thinking they'd probably cancel on us. It was probably just a political thing. Um, but no, they did set it up. We went out to eat, and when we got to the restaurant with my secretary, and this is a different one from the time before, um, the the director was there, some of the other officials and managers were there, and a gentleman I'd never seen before. And so we sat down at the table for dinner, and... The man said, so have you gotten all of your adoption paperwork together and is it ready to go? (laughs) Shock. (laughs) I said, no, I haven't started it yet because I was told I couldn't do that. And um, he said, well, why? You need to hurry up. The director, the orphanage director, has set up everything for you to adopt Zhongshu. This is the same lady that told me no way. It was impossible. And she would never be adopted by me. There is no explanation except for God changing her heart. And um, 
and she hadn't set up everything, but she had at least started the ball rolling and was willing for the ball to roll and Zhongshu to be adopted. And so I think it was two years later, it actually happened. And there were lots of hurdles in between, lots of times that God had to provide financially, had to provide physically, um, but overall, it was done exactly how he wanted it to be done, to give us a testimony he taught me he taught me second corinthians 5:7 which says i will walk by faith even when i cannot see he taught me that if he says something will happen it will happen now he provided a a nanny to take care of sarah right away um he provided so many ways and i'll i'll probably go into some of those in in other stories but for now just be encouraged that if god wants you to do something it'll happen and he'll make a way you don't have to do it you don't have to struggle or strive just trust just know that if he has that planned for you, he will make a way for it to happen. He will not let his plans go undone. He will not let people or circumstances thwart him. They can't. (laughs) He's God. He's all-powerful. So look at your life and see if you can't see ways that that God is working for you as well. I hope you are encouraged by what I've shared and by the ways that God has worked in my life and in yours. Look for those ways. Find them and share them with others because it's a incredible testimony, an incredible blessing to others to hear what God has done. Has God done something amazing in your life that can't be explained by anything else? If so, I would love to hear about it please send me a voice message. I will put the link in the show notes and or or share it on our Facebook page. Again, that's um, Hoping Forward Podcast on Facebook. I would love to hear. I'd love to be able to share it with the other listeners. And I'd love to hear how it's impacted you so that maybe others might recognize him working in a similar way in their lives. Please also 
share the podcast, subscribe, and if you want to rate or review it, you can do both at Apple Podcasts. You can rate it, I believe, but not review on Spotify. But I would love to hear from you. However you choose to reach out, that's fine. Um, I can talk to you offline or whatever you'd like. But I'd love to share your story. I'd love to hear your story because it's an encouragement to me as well. I hope you were encouraged by this episode and that you'll listen again next time. Have a great week.